Welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, April 25th, 2018. I'm Broadway World's Julie Musbeck. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. Hey, Julie, did you yes. see the New York Times review for uh, Summer, colon, the Donna Summer musical? I did. I do have that for everyone to hear because let's just get the last say on that show so there's no confusion. Jesse Green of the New York Times was quoted saying summer the donna summer musical which opened on monday at the lunt fontan theater is a blight despite the exciting vocalism of a cast led by the formidable lachans it reduces the late queen of disco and pioneer of electronica to a few factoids and song samples that make her seem profoundly inconsequential you can learn more and more authentically by reading a thoughtful obituary while listening to her hits hot stuff last dance she works hard for the money among many others online but then you would not be contributing to the music publishing enterprise that keeps jukebox musicals coming, no matter how hard they get stomped on by critics. I just had to share that. I think it's interesting. Okay, so uh, Jesse Green put him in the maybe column. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, that's All rough. right. Well, let's move forward into travesties. How were the reviews for them? All right. So it looks like for the most part, people are feeling pretty good about travesties. Ben Brantley of the New York Times said, quote, I would venture that this latest incarnation is the clearest and surely one of the liveliest on record. It should prove ridiculously entertaining for anyone with even a passing knowledge of its central characters. And the stroll through the groves of Wikipedia should offer adequate preparation for anyone else. Because what makes travesties so deeply engaging and hilarious and touching isn't its flashy erudition, but its author's rapt fascination with the workings of the human mind and its enduring relationship with art. Mr. Stoppard possesses the enthusiasm of an eternal student, both arrogant about what he knows and humble about what he doesn't. Meanwhile, Adam Feldman of Time Out says the facets of Stoppard's jewel-like play are overwhelmingly, even ostentatiously brilliant. The Irish Joyce is introduced in a scene that is written as a series of limericks, yet in Patrick Marber's well-judged and high-spirited revival, which the director first staged in London in 2016, the result is inviting rather than snobbishly exclusive, and the structural and verbal dazzle are offset with subtle suggestions of elegy. Even if you can't solve it all as you watch, it's a pleasure to engage with a production that does travesties full justice. Now, Matt Winman of AM New York had a slightly different take on the production. I guess he just didn't take Ben Brantley's advice and look up the show on Wikipedia beforehand. He says, good luck making sense of travesties, Tom Stoppard's difficult, diffuse, and dense 1974 comedy of faulty memory and early 20th century European history and culture which has returned to Broadway in a robust revival produced originally by London's Menier Chocolate Factory and brought to New York by the Roundabout Theatre Company. Goodness, Matt, that's a long sentence. <laughs> Strangely enough, sitting through a great production of a challenging play such as Travesties can be far more frustrating than a bad production because it leaves you with no excuse for not tackling the play head-on. You appreciate the play and want to enjoy it, but nevertheless often feel lost or left out in the cold even after perusing the study guide in the playbill. Leah Greenblatt of Entertainment Weekly says, Director Patrick Marber, himself a vaunted playwright, keeps Stoppard's verbal ballet moving briskly, occasionally slowing the action down just enough to let the narrative and the audience breathe. Travesty's ratatat bursts of farce and romance and political theory may be too discursive to ever quite nail down exactly what's, what it's all about, other than everything. So it sounds like people are liking it pretty well. 
It sounds like those who did their homework before they went to the theater like it much better than those who tried to shoot from the hip. Yes, I would agree. It sounds like you can't just walk in. Yeah, but, you know, I'm glad that I know this because I did not know that I needed to do homework before I go see this. But uh, they need to get that word out there because people seem to enjoy it much better when they do a little bit of understanding the story before they go in. Um, I wonder what the the mentioned um, study guide in the playbill looks like because I know, you know, Great Comet did one of those and you know, sometimes you go in and yeah. they have the uh-huh. description and everything. I wonder how much they tell you and how much they don't. Oh, the, I'm surprised this didn't lead the show. Outer Critics Circle Award nominees announced. Was that streamed on some website? It was. It was streamed on broadwayworld.com. Oh, look at that. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to leave this for a little later because I wanted to talk about it a little more in depth. Okay. So we are deep into awards season now as May sneaks up on us. Yesterday morning, Katrina Link and Jen Colella announced the Outer Critics Circle Award nominees. I won't go through all of them, but just to give you an idea, the nominations were led by SpongeBob SquarePants with 11, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child with 10, and My Fair Lady with 9. They were then followed by Mean Girls with 8, Desperate Measures with 7, and Angels in America with 6. And just for the record, the band's visit was under consideration last year and therefore isn't eligible for this year's awards. Now, for the most part, the nominations are what you would expect, but there are a few surprises, such as Escape to Margaritaville's nomination for Outstanding New Musical. So, James, what do you think about that? Slot filler? Yeah. Or backhanded <laughs> slap at something that didn't get nominated? Yeah, I, I just I can't think of anything else that they could have chosen from, except maybe something off-Broadway. I wasn't really paying attention to a lot of the off-Broadway stuff this past season. I don't know. But there's also, I'm sure Matt would like to talk about this in some detail. I know that Lauren Ambrose is looking like the favorite, even though I'm pulling for Patty Murin because she deserves it. So what do you think about that one? Well, I went to Frozen, and the night I was at Frozen, Patty Murin wasn't in. And I've requested three separate times from Disney to get me back in to see Patty, and they've ignored me. So fuck them. No. Um, so go Lauren Ambrose. Oh my. <laughs> yeah, I really want to see Patty, but you know. Oh, she's so good. She's, she's the whole energy of that show, and there is not a lot to it other than her. But anyway, so there are a lot of interesting nominations if you want to take a look. Um, I think we can all say for sure who's going to win the best projections because there's like one guy nominated. You know, <laughs> fun stuff like that. Congratulations, Finn Ross, on your Outer Critics Award. Did you see My Fair Lady? No, I don't like My Fair Lady. Oh, okay. So I saw My Fair Lady the other night and I was telling Matt how much I love Lauren Ambrose and he was very surprised, but he had seen it very early in the previews and... Maybe she had an off performance, but I thought she was wonderful. I listened to a certain recording of her singing. I won't say where it came from or how, but I thought she just sounded so flat. I Like, not flat note-wise. I just felt like there yeah. wasn't any emotion behind what I was hearing. It was, you know, someone focusing on singing a song. We didn't talk about in yesterday's show that My Fair Lady went into the studio on Monday. 
uh, to record with Broadway Records. Uh, we had some wonderful tweets by our friend Robbie Rizell, at Diva Robbie on Twitter, uh, that if you want to go back and, and see all the different uh, progression through the day of how they recorded and some logistics, they said that um, they didn't have a studio large enough to get the cast and the orchestra in, so they actually broke it up over two studios. Some interesting stuff from Diva Robbie. So uh, if that is something interesting to you, check that out. I wonder when the... I haven't really seen when the release date of the cast recording for My Fair Lady is going to be, but uh, hopefully they'll speed it along, at least get a digital uh, recording out uh, through iTunes and the other types of digital venues, Amazon, so that uh, people can listen to it before the... Uh, award season gets into full swing. June 8th, it looks like. Doesn't look like it's going to cut it. <laughs> June yeah. 8th, just after. Are the Tonys on the 10th? Or are yeah, they... but the voting is over by then. Oh, you're talking about the voters who already got to see it. That doesn't count. Well, I mean, and the voters at home who are like, you know, lots of people try to pick pick the races and try to make good estimates based upon various promotional videos that the productions put out and cast recordings and things like that and word of mouth and chat board nightmares and you know about <laughs> chat board nightmares don't you oh yeah we we love those don't we mm -hmm. all right so what do we have in the recommendation section all right we have a couple of things in here first of all Alice and Janney, Anna Ferris, and more went to join James Corden in his latest crosswalk musical, The Sound of Music. So those are always a kick because it's ridiculous and hysterical. There are some costumes in this one, and it's deeply unsettling, but it's also very funny. <laughs> And then we also got the casts of Hamilton, who are singing along to the Hamilton polka. It looks like they got the casts from the tours and the current Broadway cast to, you know, make a fun video of them lip syncing the song that Weird Al wrote. So that's fun. So uh, what do we have in other news that we haven't covered today? All right, we're just going to run through couple of headlines here. First of all, we've got Nick Scandelios will receive the 2018 Isabel Stevenson Tony Award. So the Tony Awards announced yesterday that the Nederlander Vice President is this year's recipient of the award, which is presented annually to a member of the theater community who has made a substantial contribution or volunteer time and effort on behalf of one or more humanitarian, social service, or charitable organizations. Mr. Scandelios was presented he will be presented the award for his tireless advocacy and dedication to lgbtq families nationwide so congratulations to him on that and next up we've got king kong the musical finds its first principles we've got christiana pitts who's currently starring in a bronx tale on broadway who will star as Anne darrow and eric william morris who played sky in mamma mia he will play Carl Denham. It will allegedly open at the Broadway Theater on November 8th, 2018. So the band's visit is going to visit the Today Show. On May 1st, the new musical will perform on NBC's Today Show. So be sure to mark your calendars. And if you haven't seen it yet, I would recommend doing that before May 1st, because that is when the Tony nominations come out. And I think tickets will get very difficult to purchase. Yes. And in regional sort of 
news out at Paper Mill, we've heard that Donna McKechnie will be joining the musical Halftime, which I believe is headed to Broadway after its run, for sure. She is joining stars Elias White and Georgia Engel in Halftime. We will have a link to the full announcement of cast and creative for you if you want to see some photos and a rehearsal video and, you know, learn more about who else is involved. Are you going to see that one? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I think that there's going to be a traffic jam in the Lincoln Tunnel when all these shows from Paper Mill come into New York. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, we have um, we have uh, the Sting that just is closing this weekend. I think um, I the, the Harry Connick, the Sting that is rumored to be coming in, and if halftime comes in and we have no theaters, I think that they're all going to be hanging out with uh, Macy's Day Parade floats in the tunnel. <laughs> Well, the Schubert's going to open up, so. Yeah, Matt and I talked about that. So if one of those shows ends up getting produced by Scott Rudin, perhaps. But coming through Paper Mill, not so much Scott Rudin, I don't think. So we have additional stars announced for Williamstown Theater Festival. Yeah, so yesterday we found out that some big names are joining the already long list of big names headed for the Williamstown Theater Festival. You've got Eden Espinosa, Samira Wiley, Krista Rodriguez, Rachel Tucker, and many more who will be joining the lineup this summer. Cheetah Rivera will also perform a one-night-only benefit concert, so that should be fun. That's up in Massachusetts, right? Uh, Williamstown Theater, yeah. Mm-hmm. That could Bruce be years. fun. Oh, no, I'm never going back there. Because <laughs> I got lost in the woods. Oh, that's right, we talked about that. Yeah, it was very terrifying. So Carmen Cusack and Laura Bill Bundy announced for the reprise 2.0 summer season. Yeah, so the two stars are headed out to L.A. to take on some truly iconic roles. Laura Bell Bundy will be taking on Sweet Charity, starring in the title role, while Carmen Cusack will lead Victor Victoria. And I would argue that that one especially is not to be missed. I, I think she would kill that role. That sounds amazing. It's been a while since Victor Victoria was on Broadway, so uh, and we all love Carmen Cusack, so... No, cross our fingers, and maybe she won't come through the Lincoln Tunnel. And uh, maybe nudge nudge Scott Rudin. Let's put her in the Schubert. Exactly, exactly. All right, why don't you get us out of here? Okay, thank you for listening to today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. You can find me on Twitter at Julie Musback and on Instagram at Julie Musback. I just changed my Instagram URL username to make it easier. That's a good thing to do. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for spending some of your Wednesday with us. I am out for the rest of the week seeing shows, but uh, Julie and Mac are going to take you through the rest of the week. ¶¶